and welcome to this episode of Gamer Noob. I'm Zach. And I'm Caitlin. And this Gamer Noob, we'll be talking about nothing that has to do with RPGs. Uh, we are going to Gen Con in the next week um, on August 3rd? Yeah, 3rd. Sure. 3rd? 2nd? <laughs> somewhere in there? I'm looking it up now. I gotta know. August 2nd, we'll be going to Gen Con. And at Gen Con, we usually play more board games than RPGs because we have a great gaming group where we live. As you guys know, we release a podcast every week and they're amazing and not saying that we couldn't do new stuff, but it's harder for us to find people to play board games with because the people that we hang out with like playing RPGs better. So Gen Con is our chance to go on a board game binge (laughs) where I wake up like I ate two buckets of sugar after the weekend, a little groggy, (laughs) not remembering everything that happened. (laughs) So we're going to talk about like some of the things that we're excited for, some of the things that we're curious about, and just some things that we like in general about board games, maybe. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see where the winds take us. <laughs> so, Caitlin, what are you excited about? So one game that I'm looking forward to is called Nyctophobia. Um, it's an asymmetrical game where one person is kind of the villain in like a horror movie sort of setting. Um, and the rest of the players are on a team trying to like escape these woods. Um, they're moving on a board, uh, trying to escape. The villain is messing with the board, um, trying to prevent them from escaping. And the catch is all the players that are trying to escape are wearing literal blindfolds. They cannot see the board that they're trying to use for all their movement and play. Um, Hence the name Nyctophobia. Which means fear of the dark. It's an extreme fear of the dark, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just looked it up. I feel proud. So that one is a really unique concept, and I'm kind of curious to play it. It was actually um, designed by a college student who's um, who played games with her uncle who's blind. And so the idea of the game was kind of inspired by like playing games with him um, and how that changes gameplay. So that's... a pretty cool way to start your game and i'm interested to see how it plays out um uh, in real life also interested to see <laughs> how much zach's uh, siblings freak out playing it because that'll be fun to see too oh yeah it's gonna be great I <laughs> or am, hear rather not see <laughs> i am 110 percent being the bad guy always <laughs> and forever and it's gonna be fun because one of my sisters thinks thinks similar to me and i'm gonna just mess with her the whole time <laughs> so that's what i'm looking forward to is nyctophobia well, also, like, the thing I want to talk about a little bit about more about it is that, like, I think it's really cool because, like, horror games never feel scary. Yeah, this one is actually trying to prompt a visceral fear in you of, like, not being able to use your faculties. Right, and I feel like it simulates that idea of being trapped in the dark, well, without having played it, just from how it sounds. And from what I, I watched a few videos on this one and, like, how people said they feel, like, oh, like, what do you do? Because the way it works is, like whenever you, you take damage when you f- when you feel the hunter or bat or a killer or whatever you want to call them so it's weird because you'll be like you can search around but if you search too much you might get caught so it's this weird thing where like there's this fear of like i don't want to do anything because it could make it worse yeah it's really simulating like if you're walking around a house in the dark and you're like trying to feel for like the first step down the stairs Right, but you also don't want to take a step too early and fall down the stairs. Right, so... 
and like a, a lot of I've played a lot of other horror themed games, uh, Touch of Evil, a lot of Arkham Horror, Eldritch Horror, Elder Sign, and like they're scary but not really like it's scary in theme but not in practice. Mm-hmm. And like I guess the closest thing I've had to scary was probably Pandemic Legacy. But that was like just more anxious. It was, yeah, it was just tense. <laughs> right. Like, and they, they get that feeling of tension well, but like that's most of horror games where this seems like it's like actually f- like taps into the fear of you. Yeah. So that one's Nyctophobia. What about you, Zach? What are you looking forward to? Well, the game that I'm looking forward to that I don't know if we'll actually play it at Gen Con, but I backed it on Kickstarter a while ago is Root, which for anyone who's read Redwall or Mouse Guard, it's like that theme. So it's fantasy mice and cats and birds and animals and it's asymmetrical so ever there's like four base factions and each behaves completely differently i read through the rule books because i posted them online a while ago and there's about a page of rules that is completely the same for everyone and then everyone has about two pages of how they're different from everyone and i'm just very excited about that i'm pumped i love the theme i love the art is really cool yeah it's it's very fun and it looks like a complex game but they went out of their way to still make it look enjoyable it's not just (laughs) well like it just look painful well i like games that are heavy in strategy and that are ugly when you get down to it like power grid i love power grid it's one of my favorite games but it is at its heart ugly And this game, it looks very complicated, but they're also like, we're going to make it pretty to look at. So even if you're struggling and don't know what you're doing, at least you have some eye candy. <laughs> you have a cute otter to look at. <laughs> oh, the otters are so cute. <laughs> but yeah, that one I'm super excited for. And we're getting it on Kickstarter. It shipped today. So, mm-hmm. But it's premier- like it's going to be kind of premiering at Gen Con, right? Right. No one, no one owns it yet. They shipped out all of the copy they're shipping out all the copies today and monday since it's a friday yeah so if you didn't kickstart it gen con is the place to play it yeah i would definitely recommend checking out it looks really really good Mm -hmm. that one's root um another game that i know almost nothing about that i'm i'm unjustly excited for and by that i mean i know almost nothing about this game other than the name and i am so excited for this game and it's called uh rise of tribes and it looks like you start a civilization and, or you start as like tribal people and build up a civilization with hexes and meeples. And that is all I know. And <laughs> right, it looks you've amazing. seen the cover of the box, right? I've <laughs> seen the cover it. of the box and I have, I have not read the back of the box. I have looked at the picture on the back of the box, <laughs> which showed me that there were hex tiles and meeples on them. I could have read the back of the box, but I got distracted with something else. <laughs> it's hard when you're planning out Gen Con events, everybody. There's a lot. <laughs> so it's Rise of Tribes. And that one, what, you told me what kind of game. It's like resource management or worker it, placement. Probably. I think it's worker placement. Okay. As I said, I know very little. It just looks really cool and i'm really excited as in like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna buy it and i know nothing about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that one will we'll be doing a a gen con wrap up to see like what we actually liked and actually bought (laughs) Um, yeah besides just what we thought we'd like and thought we might buy um so we'll touch base on that one again that one's rise of tribes um are there any other ones innis well that one's not premiering I figured we could talk about stuff that's premiering okay. at Gen Con first, and then we can go into other stuff that I'm just excited for. Okay. Um, I think those are most of the things that I'm excited for that are premiering. 
Coimbra. What? That was on the list you sent me. I don't know what Coimbra is, but it looks interesting. <laughs> now you've pulled up a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks like um Lords of Vegas meets Lords of Waterdeep meets a game with a track on the side. <laughs> um, I can describe that better. It looks like a worker placement game of sorts where you buy different tiles, but you also have scales on how well you can do something. Um, it is about Portugal during the Age of Discovery. Interesting. Yeah, I know nothing about that. Well, that one we might actually check out now, though. <laughs> now that you've mm. seen a picture. <laughs> hey, pictures are dangerous. <laughs> That's why it's important for games to look pretty, though, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Because like, I'm drawn in by um, art styles and stuff. As well as mechanics, because I want pretty games now, because there are pretty games. Yeah, you don't have to settle for. And I, and by no means, I think I don't. Monopoly. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, I hate Monopoly. Cody loves that game like so much. I think he just loves the emotional angst that it generates. Yeah, I don't he, think he actually loves the game. And he does though. He likes the trading and bartering. Like he likes that because he's good at it. Like, in the same way that I'm good at bartering, but, like, I don't like Monopoly because it, like, you get slapped in the face real quick when you're good at bartering. <laughs> um, anyway, any other premiering things? I don't know if there's anything, like, shout out to the Reckoners game. I'm excited for it, but... Oh, yeah, I, we kickstarted that, and that's going to be I don't premiering know if, at Gen Con. I don't know if it's premiering or just demoing. I think it might just okay. be demoing. It's yeah. worth a look if for anyone who's interested in stuff written by Brandon Sanderson. It's based off of his Reckoners trilogy, obviously. But uh, you take the role... It's cooperative. You take the role of a superhero hunter in a world where superheroes are evil. So they're all supervillains, not superheroes. And your goal is to kill Steelheart, who is the person who is tyrant of Chicago. So you'll you'll have a team. You'll each have a different role. And it is... Dice rolling that seems similar to King of Tokyo with a little bit more nuance to it where you can build up a little bit more and get a little bit stronger mm-hmm. as you take down his regime and then go after him himself, which I'm excited for that one. I don't know. I don't I'm I doubt we will end up demoing it at Gen Con because there's just a yeah, lot. Yeah, because we're going to be kickstarting it. But if you're interested in it, you can definitely try it out in Gen Con. And that was the Reckoners of the board game. So now other things, we're going to break a little bit from premiering stuff into stuff that I am just crazy excited to try out at Gen Con. <laughs> and the game I am most excited to try out at Gen Con is Innis, which just looks amazing. <laughs> it is a game of conquest and exploration and civilization in... With a Celtic s- flavor, right? Yeah, Celtic. Set in Ireland or something. Scotland, I thought. Okay, my bad. Sorry, all Scottish people. I think it's Scotland. It's hard for me to know the difference as someone who lives in the Midwest where everything is just flat corn. (laughs) Like, we consider something unique when it's soybeans here. (laughs) That's how lame of a place we live. (laughs) So it's, but it's different than a lot of other, like, conquest games you've seen, right? Yeah, it's different because you all start next to each other and you all start small. So, in a lot of games, you start on opposite sides of the board and you build up an army and march towards each other. And this is even true in, like, video games and stuff. Like, like Age of Empires and StarCraft and all those. You start decently far apart from people and you build up and then you go conquesting and try to dominate each other. In Innis, it starts with three tiles out and you're randomly mixed up on those tiles. You'll have, like, three guys to begin with and you're randomly assorted onto those tiles. So, you're from turn one... 
you are next to your neighbors. Like the farthest away you can be from them is one move, which I find fascinating because you can't just sit there and be a jerk the whole game and you don't have time to build up the biggest and best army because if you're doing that, people are like, he's got an army there of five people. We should stop him. He's right next to us and will actually kill us. Yeah, you have to be a lot more interdependent and interactive with the other players. It's not just like playing a solo game for the first however many turns and then engaging. Right, and the other cool... So that gives some more variety to it. Yeah, and the other cool thing they do is instead of having it where you can do any... You can do two actions on your turn or four actions on your turn, choose from the list. They have a like a card drafting mechanic where like there'll be a deck of cards and you'll each get like four and you'll pick one and place that in your hand and that is now an action you can do. So that doesn't mean like if I have a big army but I don't get any of the like the fight cards, I can't go to war that round even if I wanted to. Or even if people think you are, you might right. you might just be physically not able to. <laughs> right, and that's a cool thing where it's like if I'm sitting here and ooh, Caitlin has a big army. Well, I don't really want to go to war, but I really don't want her to go to war with me. Well, I guess I'll waste a turn and take a war card so now she can't come and beat me up. Right. Yeah, so it's an interesting mix of um, like people placement and card drafting. Yeah, it looks amazing, and I am so excited to try it out. It is a game that I have wanted for a while now, and Gen Con's a good time to test it out to make sure I like it. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get that one. And hopefully get it on discount. <laughs> and that one is Innis. And it's, that one's by Matago Games. I know the publisher of that one. Um, is there anything that you're interested in that's already been out that you want to try? I'm interested in Palace of Mad King Ludwig. Uh, just because we have Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, it's... it's- it's kind of it's similar to castles in that you're still like building something, but I think it's more collaborative, right? Yeah, it's it deals with the problem that castles have has of each kind of playing your own game because mm-hmm. castles is great and I love it, but there's a valid criticism where you're kind of just focused on your board and you only interact with other players with the buy phase, which. Which it, you do have a big effect on, like right. getting to set the prices for everybody and having people pay you. Right, but you're um, just very drawn, like you're very drawn into your own board, and you don't really care what other people's castles look like for the most part, unless you are the head architect assigning prices. Because like, if if I'm not head architect, I could care less what Caitlin buys this turn, as long as she doesn't buy the piece I'm going for. Right. So whereas Palace of Mad King Ludwig is. You're building the same thing. Yeah, you're all building one palace together. So you're trying to get points with that, It'll, which I think it's cool. I'm not sure how it's going to go. I haven't. I don't know a ton about it, but we really like Castle, so we figured we'd try Palace of Mad King Ludwig. And that is by... Bezier Games. Bezier Games. Okay. I didn't know how to say that word. That's my best guess. <laughs> English major says that's how it is. <laughs> uh a game that we're trying with my sister that she's excited about and I kind of am getting more excited about is the Thing board game based on the 19 movie The Thing. <laughs> um and what it's a hidden role trader mechanic game. So it goes it follows a lot of the similar stuff. One of you is the thing, the alien that's trying to take over and you win if you can get onto the helicopter as they leave 
and that's how you win and they win if they can prevent you or like figure out who you are and stop you from being on the helicopter and like all that standard stuff but the cool thing is with this game is that you can infect other people and make them on your team which is not usually how trader games go and also they can accidentally infect themselves by <laughs> doing stuff well the thing is like if they, if they go into a room to explore it um an alien monster might be there and if the alien monster is there and they fight it and they take damage they have to test their blood to see if they're still human ah uh. and they don't tell you if they're still human if or not they test. test is positive or negative <laughs> Oh, that does sound fun. I'm surprised at the sister that requested this just because we've played trader mechanic games with her and she's just so paranoid about us lying to her, even when we're very clearly lying to her. She's very paranoid, but also overly trusting. Yeah, it's a it's a weird mix. It's honestly to the point where it's like you hand her a card that says I backstab you now and she's like but you can't be the traitor. We're friends. Yeah. But the whole game, she's like, oh, you're all traitors. I don't trust a single one of you. Right. So I think this will, this will be a pretty fun game with her in particular. Yeah. And like, I think it's interesting because just because someone's innocent to begin with, like if I'm innocent at the beginning of the game, does not mean I'm innocent at the end of the game. Right. You can't use people's like past actions as like an indicator necessarily of. Right. Which I find really interesting. Yeah. And that one is by Mondo Games, I think. Mondo Games. Mondo. But that one looks really interesting for as far as trader mechanics go. Because we have Shadows Over Camelot, which is standard trader mechanic. One trader. Blah, blah, blah. We have... De- Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter, which is another just standard one we have. Trader mechanic, the trader mechanic game. <laughs> yeah. That, one, that one's actually one of the best ones I've ever played. Just because it is... It's all about the trader mechanic. Right. It's not hiding it in another game. The whole point of trader mechanic is to find the trader. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we've played a lot of them and this one seems a little bit more unique. Non-game things we're looking forward to. I should have planned ahead more and tried to get into the writing excuses podcast panel because I like listening to them and I didn't do that. So... I'm going to try to get in, like wait at the door and try to get in. So nobody else go do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you were thinking about doing it, you should give me your ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm looking forward to that. I'd like to see James S.A. Corey. That would be cool. He's also on the Writing Excuses podcast as a guest. So I'm like extra upset. (laughs) James S.A. Corey wrote The Expanse. The Expanse series, which I really like. Have we talked about that in... We might have talked about that with our Let's Plays. I don't know what we did. That, or Probably but. not. It's been more recent, but I really, really like those. Um, so I'd like to see the pair of authors that write as James S.A. Corey talk about writing. Um, that'd be kind of cool. I might go to a panel by Dan Wells. He writes the John Cleaver books and some other things. Uh, but we'll kind of see how the how the day plays out. Yeah, I'm on the fence about... Go- I'm thinking about going to the shut up and sit down introductory thing, but I'm very on the fence about it. Like, I really, really like the reviews. If you ever want good board game reviews, watch shut up and sit down. They're funny, enjoyable to watch, and they go through games and... They really like games. They Like, you can tell that they really love games. So that's that's nice. They're not just like, everything is terrible. Don't buy it. And <laughs> don't buy anything. Right. And like, and they like recommend games that like bring them joy and just are happy to play and they try to give you like give good reviews that like 
highlight everything and they're like well this game we don't recommend but if you're this type of person this might be the best game for you kind of thing where it's not just this game was terrible never buy it well right they're not like oh i didn't like it therefore nobody should like it right and there's been a few games i've I've listened to a lot of their stuff and there's a few games that they've mentioned that they like would never recommend really but that's few and far between Yep, so you might go to that panel. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence because it's also like a f- panel or like an opening ceremony thing for 1,200 people is like the max amount of people it can hold and no one really wants to go with me. So I'm like, mm, maybe I'll just go play games. <laughs> oh, the other game that I'm excited that I kind of want to try, though I don't know if we'll get around, is Flamin Rouge, the bicycle game, mm-hmm. which is like the adult form of tortoise and the hare. Hare and the tortoise. The hare and the tortoise. I always say that wrong. I know why they named it like that, and it was smart of them, but it bothers me nonetheless. <laughs> but what you are is you're doing, you're a pair of bicycles. Bicyclists. Cyclists. I can do that one. <laughs> that are trying to win the race. And as you are in front, you take exhaustion and you like play different card numbers down. But these exhaustion ones are like, you like only like, so you have cards of like five and six and four, I think. But you have these like numbers and you'll play them and you'll go fast. And then, but if you're in front of the pack, you'll start getting exhaustion where it's like ones and twos. And then it's like, well, now I have to go slower. And you have to play through your whole deck before you can shuffle and get more cards back. So you have to balance this and you have two guys. And then you're also in the pack of bikers. So if I can force my opponent's people to be in front and taking all the exhaustion at the end of the game, I can just flip, flip like a six card and fly by them at the end. Mm hmm. Right, you want to like draft behind somebody for most of the race, and then. But the hard pull part. Ahead. The hard part is if you draft, if you do it, if I try to stay too far back, I can fall behind, and then I'm gaining exhaustion because I'm not like I'm leading a pack, but right, not of your own, yeah, of my own, and now I'm behind you, so I'm gaining exhaustion and I'm losing. <laughs> yeah. So it's balancing your speed and deck and what you have. Yeah, in your and that hand. that game looks really fun. And I'm excited for that one, but I I don't know if we, we will end up getting around to it. I know we're going to get up around to a lot, but there's also like a list of games that my siblings want to play. Uh, like one of my sisters wants to try the Terraforming Mars expansion. Yeah, which is a game we like a lot. Yeah, I so. really like Terraforming Mars. I would recommend it. It is a lot of fun. I have one of the, ex- I have, I liked it enough that I, we've only played it like five or six times and I bought an expansion for it already. Mm-hmm. And usually I try to pick games that we play a lot for expansions. Granted, the expansion I got was extra maps to play on, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we've got a bunch of things on our list, and we will check back in after Gen Con to let you know what we actually really liked. Anything else we want to talk about? Nope, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next time, keep wandering. Bye. Bye. Bye.